Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome back to Call Waiting. It's me, your friend, Robin Shaw. And uh, today's topic is betrayal. And I was really excited for today because we have a guest. I know last week we had Jared Freed, who I loved. And I think I'm just going to just keep having my friends who are in the industry and fun and funny and, and interesting because what better guests are there? So today's guest is Sarah Rice who you may know her from Real World or All the Challenges or maybe the Brain Candy podcast. And I think she is one of the best portrayal stories because if you watch Real World, you know everything that went on with Johnny, which I'll get into later right before we have her on. But she's going to call in. We're going to take calls. And anytime you guys want to know the topic for the week so that you can call in, make sure you're following my Instagram or TikTok at Robin Shaw Comic because that's where I say the topic every week. And then you could call in and the number is always 720-727-6296. But first, let's talk about my biggest betrayal story. First, let me get in security. Security. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Do you know my biggest betrayal story? No. Like, do, you know I'm gonna, do you have any guesses what I'm going to talk about? No. Actually, I, I think you know part of the story. Okay. About, I don't know, 12 years ago, I was dating this guy. What should we call him? Mm, real estate guy. <laughs> okay. Real estate guy. Okay. So it was New Year's Eve, and a real estate guy had two friends, okay? And he's like, why don't you bring two friends, and all six of us will go clubbing in the city. And I was like, great. So I brought two friends. We'll call them Lucy and Ethel, okay? And a real estate guy brought Ricky and Fred. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Everybody's going to be picturing these like 40, 50 year old people <laughs> with you. Okay. So we go into the city and now, okay, Ethel, 
lived in the city, okay? Everyone else lived on Long Island at the time, including myself. But Ethel not only lived in the city, but her apartment next door was her sister's and her sister was away. So after the club, we were going to go back to Ethel's apartment and hang out at her and her sister's apartments, okay? You know I'm seeing this all in black and white. That's fine, (laughs) all right? So we go to the club and I introduce Lucy to Ricky and Ethel to Fred, Now, Lucy and Ricky, bam, hit it off. I also want to say that Lucy is a really close friend of mine, and Ethel is a okay friend of mine, all right? But, okay, Lucy and Fred are, like, making out at the club, and it turns out that Ethel and Fred did not like each other, so much so that after the club, Fred went home. So now, me, real estate guy, Lucy and Ricky and Ethel all go back to Ethel's apartment, are you following all this? I got, I'm, okay. I'm down with all of it. Okay, so we're all in Ethel's apartment and I'm now a little, you know, I drank a lot. So I'm like, guys, I need to go lay down. So I went into Ethel's sister's apartment and I go lay down and it was a one bedroom. I go lay down in her bedroom. Anyway, about an hour later, I guess Ricky had a little too much drink. So he goes into the apartment that I'm in and he's laying on the couch. I'm in the bedroom. Then about 10 minutes later, Ethel comes into that apartment, sits down next to Ricky, not realizing I'm in the bedroom, and starts flirting with Ricky, even though Ricky and Lucy have been, like, going at it all all night. So then Ricky was like, Ethel, I- I'm really interested in Lucy. And Ethel's like, I won't tell her. Oh, no. And so Ricky was like, no, 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 like, I really like her. I don't feel right, like... And Ethel's like, no, no, I'm not going to tell her. Just kiss me. Just kiss me. (sighs) Meanwhile, I'm in the bedroom and I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, what is... Okay, so then all of a sudden then Ethel's like, well, then fine, if you don't want me. And she goes back into her apartment where Lucy and real estate had been hanging out. So then she leaves. I then jet out of the apartment. I go into where Lucy, Ethel, and real estate is. And I go, real estate, get out. And then real estate gets out. And I said, Lucy, Ethel just did this. Like, I don't even hold back. Because I just, I say, this just happened, this just happened. And Ethel's like, no, no, I didn't mean it. Like, I was just like talking to him. And I was like, no, you're lying. You did this to Lucy. Be honest. All right. So then Lucy was mad at Ethel for betraying her. But then Ethel was mad at Robin because she felt I betrayed her by telling Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So question. Was I wrong? Okay. Okay. Security? I know. I know. I know. Okay. You have 10 seconds to say yes or no. Could you have waited for at least the next day? Nope. This is where you're incorrect. No, but okay. you were right. You were right on doing it. Yes. Was it at the was that at the right moment? Yes. Why? Because. Oh, I did betray you yesterday. We had the one of the worst betrayals yesterday. What'd we were in Central Park. It was one of my oh, friends. No. Oh, no. <laughs> one of my man. friends on the bench, then me, then security. And next to security were like three really pretty girls. And security <laughs> was like, really thought one of them was very pretty. And I just kept going, security, stop farting. It smells <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I couldn't help it. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, so today's topic is betrayal. And we're going to start off with Sarah Rice. Now, I've been a fan of hers forever. She started on Real World Brooklyn, and I thought she was so cool. And then she did like 8 billion seasons of The Challenge. For those who don't know on MTV, The Challenge is a show where former Real World Road Rules, all different MTV shows compete against each other and win for a prize. And she did a lot of seasons. One of the seasons was Rivals, where her and a very popular MTV personality named Johnny, um, because it was Rivals, they were each other's partners because they were rivals. And all season they dominated and they ended up becoming friends. In the finale, which was like two days long, in the beginning of the finale they said, whichever team wins, whoever has the most points between the two people can decide if they're going to split the winning money or the person who has the most points can keep it all. And at the very end, Johnny says, I'm going to keep it all. And Sarah falls to her feet. And it was so dramatic. And it was the biggest betrayal in reality TV. So I couldn't have thought of a better person to have on today, especially because we became friends and she came to my Denver show and she is just absolutely lovely. So let's get Sarah on the line. Okay, Robin, we have Sarah on the line. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Hello, my dear. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be talking to you. Okay, wait, I had I had wrote out questions like a real professional interviewer, and of course I can't find them. Wait, but I just I just told everyone how you were on Real World and then the challenge, but then I did just tell them how you just came to my show in Denver, which I thought was so nice and supportive, and I just I absolutely loved meeting you. It was the pleasure was all mine. You were so wonderful and amazing. Both me and my boyfriend like were in hysterics laughing the whole time. It was so much fun. And the energy that you bring and the crowd and everybody, it just felt like a really good, I don't know, good atmosphere and good energy to be in. So that was all you. And I am so glad that we get to talk more because I could have talked to you for hours So so Sarah came into the green room and we actually talked until the the manager of the club kicked us out. And they're like, okay, okay, we've got to, I'm like, I know you're important. Go ahead. And you were so nice. Even before you sent me that message, it was like, Hey, come, come hang out in the green room before, like, like right before you go on stage, I'm going to be being like, okay. And my other favorite thing about you is, and my other favorite thing about nobody wants that. So I'm like, you go do your thing. You have a wonderful, fabulous time. I I truly appreciated that, but it was so nice meeting you. And we were talking, 
you know, because I'm so interested in the mental health component mm-hmm. of reality TV because so many people come out of reality TV so fucked up. And I'm always like, why aren't more people talking about it? But you do talk about it, which I find I, so yes. interesting. Thank you. It feels sometimes like I'm like screaming into the void because it feels like we've been talking about this for like, I don't know, I got uh, maybe like six or seven years ago is when I started my, um, uh, no, God, maybe more now, maybe like eight or nine years ago is when I started my program to get my master's as marriage and family therapist so I can work with people who had been on reality television. And I was talking about the effects that it had on me and in, in being on there. And there's kind of this, this pushback, this, this um, response that we often get of, and by we, I mean people who have been on reality television of like, oh, you know what you're getting into, but like, look at all the good stuff that comes with it. And like, you signed up for it. So you should just deal with it. And the reality is we don't really know what it's like, you know, going from never having been on TV to having done 10 seasons plus of, you know, a reality show. There's nothing, there's no amount of, 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 uh, I don't know like prep and, and and advanced warning that they can give you that will prepare you for what's to come. Especially like I, I, when I started, there wasn't Twitter or social media. And then when all of that started and then with now streaming services and sometimes for a lot of people, you know, you sign up to do a reality show. You're like maybe in your young twenties when you do it. And we all do dumb shit in our twenties. And now that, you know, dumb moment that for most people just gets forgotten about and, you know, like written off as like another college experience gets replayed over and over and over for a streaming service or in like a, a gift that you're now in. Yeah. I mean, I even think that with social media, I go, I thank God every day there was no like social media when I was in college because I did so much dumb shit. There wasn't even camera phones. And I'm like so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I say I did bad stuff, I just like my ass was out all the time. Right. Yeah. I flash everyone, but we don't need that on the internet, you know? And who knew that it was going to be there forever? forever? We didn't know that. I know. How did you get cast in? Re- well, first was Real World. How did you get cast? Yes. Yeah. So I almost feel like I got a little bit of a, um, I don't know, like cheat sheet, if you will. So when I grew up, I was born in Los Angeles, born and raised in LA, and both my parents were in the film industry. So my mom was a wardrobe stylist, my dad was an art director, and I grew up as that like kid on set. So when I was in college, or like I was like 19 or 20 at the time, and living in San Francisco, and I heard this commercial come on, it was like, do you have what it takes to, you know, be in, in a house with seven strangers and da da da, that whole spiel. And I was very familiar. Like I went into the casting call and uh, I said to my roommate, my roommate and I heard the, heard the message on the radio and he was like, you have to go do it. And I was like, okay, well, if there's no line, then I'll go. And of course I go and there's no line and he was going to go with me, but he ended up getting pink eye. So he didn't go that day. (laughs) So it was just me by myself. And I say, I got like a little bit of a cheat sheet or head start because I knew 
what casting agents were looking for. Like I knew I went in there and, and I heard so many people before me as they were filling out this big old packet they had that said like, Oh, I'm going to be just like, you know, punk and I'm going to be wild and crazy. And they, they were talking about like building themselves up to be like what they envisioned production wanted. And I was just like, no, I'm going to be myself and I'm really honest, but I'm going to be interested in other people and I'm going to have a lot to say and I'm going to be really engaged and I'm going to be, kind of like an uh, exaggerated version of myself or like a more animated version of mm. myself. And so I was that, and they were like, that's perfect for TV. I'm like, damn it, I knew this would happen. How old are you? I was 21 when I got cast. Oh my God, baby. Which, yes, baby 21 years old, living in San Francisco. Even though 21-year-olds probably make the best reality TV show, like yeah. that's like the dumbest age, you know? Oh, because you- d- I was, you're just like, smart enough to be or or not even smart enough you're just legal enough to be able to do all of the things that you shouldn't but dumb enough to like not know anybody yeah it's it's, like you're finally independent but like you don't have your brain fully developed to make good decisions you know so oh oh my god so short term yeah like gratification at that point like Every 21-year-old is thinking what feels good right now and in the next 12 hours. And that's about as far as you think. You don't think, what is this going to look like when I'm trying to open up a private practice <laughs> right? years from now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which luckily for me, there wasn't anything terrible. But, you know, I can imagine. Not that reality TV is the same as OnlyFans, but I think about that with OnlyFans all the time. Not that I'm looking into it, but I'm just thinking what happens in 10 years from now when I have a real job. And I'm 38, (laughs) you know? So I'm like, there's a paywall there. (laughs) Exactly. At least I'll make some money. I don't think MTV pays well. (laughs) They don't. They pay nothing. It was $350 a week. No. Living in New York City. And being filmed 24 7? 24 7. 350. A week, Wait. New York City, and we had to pay all of our own like tax. Like, I think my taxi bill every week was about three hundred and fifty dollars. Not only that, three fifty. Then you have to pay taxes. Yeah. Every- oh, yeah. All of that, and I was still like, I- what was I supposed to do? You know, they tell you like right before you're going to go. There's like no warning, so I couldn't sublet my apartment. I had no time to do that. Oh my so I was God. paying for an apartment in San Francisco, paying all my bills. I defaulted on every credit card I had when I was on the show because I couldn't pay. I wasn't making enough. And that's why only 21 year olds would do this because only 21. Yeah. Well, it's two different groups of people that tend to go out. It's people who have the financial support of a family that's like, yeah, go ahead. You can go for four months and not worry about anything or the people who are desperate enough to where that sounds like a great option, which was me. Right. And you're just like, what What do I have to lose at this point? Let's yeah. Just, what do I have to lose? This yeah. is what other, yeah. What other options do I have? Here we go. All right. So then from Real World, you went on to The Challenge, which is another MTV show that, I mean, I watched your Real World Challenge, but I, your Real World um, season, but The Challenge mm-hmm. is like my show. Like, I love well, that, that show. That is why I went on The Real World. I went on The Real World. <laughs> I, who cares about that show? That show, mm, boring. Yeah. But I went there so that I could be on The Challenge because that was like the, 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 how you got on. Yeah. And you, I know you're very competitive and, you know, I'm the opposite of competitive. I'm always like, you take the, you take the award. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, but now <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm like, what would Robin do? I'm like, 
like trying to be I'm more like let's go for this like silly ridiculous and like like just have fun with it than the need to win everything because who has fun doing that like you saw I lost me all my money I'm not playing that game anymore well, oh, we're gonna, gonna, we're gonna get time. to that because so I think the challenge reason why it's such a good show is because again it's a it's a competitive show and everyone wants to see competition but I actually think if you look at the mental strategy of it mm-hmm. you're because you're cut off from the real world the only thing that matters is this game that I think it it brings out everyone's worst qualities I, I've never oh, watched sure. this show and go wow it's amazing what that person did for that person it's never <laughs> happened one time it's like what do I have to do to throw this other person under the bus so that I can survive? It's, yeah. sur- it's, it's how do yeah, it's totally survival strategies. One on one. Yeah. And I'm sure the producers are like mind fucking you to, to make time. you that even times 10 is it's, I can't believe you have your podcast host is your, one of your best friends, right? Susie Meister. Mm-hmm. I am shocked in this toxic environment. You came out with a best friend. I don't, we are, I don't know how we did it. And, and so many people on the show, especially the men were like, they're not real friends. This is just like for the show. But I found another person who valued education, who like she and I connected because she brought, we did our very first, I did my first challenge with her and it was her last challenge. And she snuck in a New York times Sunday crossword puzzle. And we spent the whole time, I'll never forget one of the answers was what was the first item ever sold on eBay? And it was a broken kazoo. So kazoo was the answer. And that was one of the answers and the clues on that crossword puzzle. And I was like, who is this woman who's like (laughs) doing a crossword puzzle? This is everything I ever wanted to be. Which is like the opposite of what everyone else is doing in that house. Could you imagine? Like, (laughs) I'll tell you what does it make for good television. Crossword Crossword puzzles. puzzles. That is not exactly what the teenage demographic is tuning (laughs) in for. No, I love you, but I would never watch you do a crossword puzzle. But I will watch Johnny steal your money and you cry (laughs) on a mountain. And that'll give you, I will will give you reality (laughs) TV show gold because nobody cries more than your girl over here. I actually want to talk about that because so today's topic is betrayal. And I was saying before I got on the phone, I said, I actually think you were involved in one of the biggest reality TV betrayal moments. I think you're right. I totally would agree. And I I wouldn't say that if it weren't something that MTV themselves Kept every probably about every six months or so, I'll open Instagram and all of a sudden I'll be like tagged in a million things. I'm like, oh, MTV did another clip show special <laughs> with this thing in it. I'm like, here it goes. And you know, when the host says like this is arguably like the most cunning move in challenge history, all this stuff, like there had never really been another situation where so much money was on the line and one of the contestants had the opportunity to screw over their partner who helped them win the whole thing. And I I feel like anybody who knows the character that my partner was, this guy, Johnny bananas would know that this is of course what he was going to do. And anybody who knows me on there knows like, I didn't think he was going to do it. I know. Honestly, Robin, like I didn't think he was either because of who I am. I honestly was like, who would do that to me? I'm the nice girl. You don't do that to the one who was like the, the camp counselor making like the fun games that nobody would do that. Right. 
that's like screwing over Mr. Rogers. Are you crazy? <laughs> I mean, yes. And, and this, okay. So again, guys, I'm just going to re-explain this again. So in the challenge, like the final three or four teams do this big final and you know, uh, Sarah was partners with Johnny and throughout the final, they were each getting individual points and then points together. And so at the end, they won. Like Sarah and Johnny together won. But then Johnny had a few more points than Sarah. So then it was up to him to say, we will split the winnings. How much was it? It was a lot of money. Yeah, it was like 375000 Oh, my gosh. It's okay. Yeah, After that? taxes, it's like $5. Don't worry about it. I'll give you, I'll, right. I'll give you I'll send you a $5 check. So be um, yeah. and, and he go And at the last minute, and you think he's going to split it because it really was a team effort. Also, throughout this season, you saw they became friends. Like, they right. got really close. And when yeah. he said, I'm going to take the money, and you just dropped to your feet. I mean, it was like heartbreaking. Yeah. it was. That was, I think... What I felt in that moment was it, it really honestly, like, and I say this as somebody who, who now like can look back, it was not about the money. It was about feeling like I had been like, I'm a fool. Like it feel, it felt like this is. This is like every like boyfriend that I had that was like, no, I'm not cheating on you. And then you find out later they are or like Mm -hmm. everything where you're like going to believe somebody at face value. It felt like what? What the fuck? I I you told me like we went over this. We said like we're going to do this even we're going to do this straight up. Right. And then you pretended and you said we were friends. And I thought that that was real. And there's nothing that breaks my heart more than feeling like the idea or, or expectation of like the relationship that I had is, is not in reality what it is that, that felt like anybody who's even been like ghosted in a relationship. Like it feels like that. It feels like, like your partner on the challenge feels like you're, partner in life like they are your partner you don't talk like we get one five minute phone call like once a week you know that is like the person that is your ride or die for those three months that you're there and or however long it is two months and to have him say yep I'm here for you we're doing this together and give me those hugs and like say all those nice things like the challenge right before it felt like wow we really are connected on this and I there were so many challenges that I felt like Without me, he wouldn't have won. Yeah. And I think that like, I feel like when you, when you just said it, it was almost like when someone cheats, you know, like you feel like what's real. I think that's, I think that's exactly it. And I think that's why you were probably so heartbroken or why we felt those emotions watching it. It, I always say cheating. People aren't upset. If you cheat on me, I'm not upset because you slept with another woman. I'm upset that you lied to me and made me believe something. Right. It's not the crime. It's the cover up. Yeah. And you made me believe that I was in a safe space and you made me believe all these feelings of love and safety and and then it's it's the lying it's the it's the making me realize nothing that you made me feel was real which is the worst part who cares about the money like i said after taxes he's walking away with nothing you know right um but it's yeah what was the aftermath for you like mentally were you did you have trust issues or like what how did you feel like it, it and and i really don't trust the show Mm. Like I really don't 
you know, and they've, they've wanted me to come back and do multiple seasons. And, and, you know, they'll always say like, it just feels like your story is, is, you know, open-ended and there there's, it's not finished yet. And I'm like, well, it, it could have been finished, but y'all are the ones who you kept it going. Like I, I, I was ready, you know, did they have a hand in it? Do you think like, do you think they said to him, I think this will be better TV. I, I don't think you need to. I mm. think that he knew he had played this game enough and he had in the same way that, that like I was saying in that open casting call, how I felt like I had a little bit of a leg up because my parents were in the industry and I knew like what kind of things to say and how to act at a casting call to have people be interested in you. I think Johnny's done enough of these shows to know what move he needed to make in that situation to ensure that he was going to be forever put in challenge, you know, Hall of Fame. Did you watch um, the show Jury Duty? Oh, I loved it. It was so good. So good. Now, I am so curious if he has like trust issues after that, because like as soon as I said to you, I, Robin, I was thinking the same thing. Like I would just not trust anyone if I got I would screwed think over the like same this. Thing. I was like, I don't think that that even though he was played in like the best light and he came out as like such a hero and so wonderful. And we all adore him. Yeah. I don't think that you can go back to regular life without another like filter that you see through like that you have to process things through for those who never saw the show jury duty this guy thought he was signing up for a documentary about jury duty and it turns out everyone but him was actors the case was fake everything was fake and they were hitting cameras it's actually a great show but i just walked away and even though he was a great sport afterwards all i kept thinking is this guy is never going to trust anyone ever never, again never and there even even being on a show where i know there are cameras and i know what i'm signing up for i still left those shows and and things were weird in the the, the six months or so after where you have this weird feeling that cameras are around you all the time, mm -hmm. even though you know they're not, but you still worry that they are like it, even I, I, I moved in with my boyfriend probably like mm, I don't know, a year ago or so. And he's got, I really like your boyfriend, by the way. He was so sweet. He, and he really adores you. And he's so cute. He, isn't he the best? Well, because I got myself a nice a Jewish, nice Jewish boy. I know. I yeah. know. Get yourself a short king. I'm telling you, they're the greatest in the whole world. <laughs> I'm I'm on the lookout. Don't you don't you worry. <laughs> the best. If I hear of any, I'll set him out. I'll, I'll make sure to send him he your way. To, he has to have a cousin for me. Don't I'm looking. sure. He's a huge family. I'm sure. I'm sure somewhere down the line. Um but yes, now I don't even know what I was remembering who or what I was talking about. Who cares? But <laughs> Boys are such a distraction. I don't care how old I get. As soon as I get on the topic of boys, I'm like, I don't care about everything, anything else. Okay, let's say I was like, Sarah, I think I'm going to want to try yes. this reality show. What would be mm -hmm. your, would you say, nah, I don't think you should? Or would you say, okay, do it. But like, what would you get? What advice do you mm -hmm. give people when they ask? Okay, I would say do it, but know what you want to get out of it. I think it, you have to almost be thinking a few moves ahead. Mm. And that's really, I almost thought like this would be like a great job. I don't know that they offer this, but I could be like a reality show, like consultant. Like if you're going to go on a reality show, let me just consult you and let me tell you a little bit about what to expect. And even if you're auditioning and you want to know like what kind of stuff, what's going to get cast, but I, so I should do this. I get everybody who would 
you know what you know why you know why I cannot allow you to do this you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna ruin every good TV show <laughs> You're gonna say get, right. you're gonna tell them to I'm go like, to therapy. No, no. <laughs> you're gonna tell them to go to therapy for six months before. I don't need a well-adjusted person on my television, Sarah. <laughs> I want someone unstable. Well-adjusted people make for terrible television. Yeah. I mean, I I want someone who's uh, on the verge of a mental breakdown to, to yes. put on my. That television. is that is reality yeah. show gold. No, That's no, what we Sarah, love. You stay away from my television. <laughs> exactly. It's to keep me far away. I know. I'm going to ruin everything. I keep saying that. I'm like, because that, that became like the, the niche, like what I, I specialize in is working, you know, as a therapist, I, I specialize in working with people who have been on reality shows. I'm, I specialize in like the, uh, you know, kind of things that affect people who have been on reality television shows. So a big part of, of what I do is, is trying to help the people afterwards, but reality shows are a thing. We're going to have them. They're going to st- keep being a thing. But I, I hope that anybody who goes on is aware of how much control mm-hmm. is out of your hands. Yeah. And that it lives out there forever. Also forever, forever, yeah. forever, forever. Wait, have you, have you spoken to Johnny since? Can you believe this? Not one time. Wow. Cause this was how many years ago now? Like four, five? I mean, so many. It must be okay. Two thousand, like fifteen or fourteen was. It's almost Whoa. ten years. Oh my gosh! And he's never messaged no. once. No. And I think we reached out to him to maybe do an episode of the podcast, or you know, and it was like radio silence. Like he, yeah, he's he's hasn't been too keen on on. I have. I don't care. I mean, like I I I have no no. I think you did, you did what was expected of you, Mm -hmm. you know? I also, okay, as an outsider, remember, I care Mm -hmm. for you more than, than them. You know, (laughs) I don't care about any of these people, but, um, I actually think you looked so good coming out of it. Not that I want you on any pain or emotional damage, but you looked good. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you have one of the biggest moments in reality TV. Definitely when it comes to betrayal, I think this is Mm -hmm. like the number one. And I watch all the reality shows, you know? So (laughs) I'm like, okay, yes. Did you have trust issues for a good five to 10 years? Right. Yes. But was it like such an iconic moment? And, and I think you came out looking really good. Yeah. So what's a little trade off to, to mental health? I agree. And in, and as somebody who's like an advocate for mental health, like, and, and, and is, is trying to encourage people to like seek therapists and, and talk to people about, about, you know, hard situations. I can't imagine a better storyline than yeah. somebody who gets screwed over and then is like, this is, this doesn't matter. Let's work on how we feel about it. <laughs> Turns out to a career. I always tell people, you know, wearing leg braces and having all the surgeries I had and, yes. and all the pain, I wouldn't take back one second mm-hmm. of it because mm-hmm. it sculpted who I am today. And I don't think, you know, my specialty is seeing people making them laugh, right? But I, yes. if I didn't experience all the pain I had, I wouldn't be that good at it because I know how to see people who are in pain and bring laughter. Like that's, but it's because I know. And I don't think you'd be as good of at social working and helping people with their mental health if you didn't have this reality TV background, if you didn't get screwed over. You need that hands-on experience. So mm-hmm. I think it's all for the best. Also, it made me be in love with you, which then when I saw no. you were following me, it brought us into each other's lives. So all it's in all, thank you, Johnny. 
Yeah, right? Santa really like, you know, Sarah. It really was like a, a pivotal like turning point in my career. I yes. mean, so he's probably like, we should, we should send him some flowers. Like, thank you so much for doing that. And, po- and poison in the candy. <laughs> oh, um, you're a gem. Uh, Sarah, first off, everyone, you have to check out Brain Candy Podcast. Before uh, Sarah and I were friends, I not only listened every week, but I was also a Patreon because I needed their extra <laughs> They're extra interviews. You're the best. so great. I one time in in the, I didn't even tell you this, in Patreon, I was like, because you had drew something. And I'm like, I can't see the drawing. And then you or Susie was like, yeah, that's because you're the lowest tier. I'm like, oh, sorry. I didn't realize. I'll be more proactive. Oh, I will get you like me. Grandpa did an up, uh, upgrade your account. Thank you. For, so you can get all the artwork. Thank you. Um, but you guys have to check out the podcast because it's it's so good. And Sarah, thank you so much for calling in. I love talking to you. I could talk to you forever. Oh my God, same. You're a gem and I just adore you and keep making people smile because you're just so darn good at it. Thank you. All right, I will talk to you later. All right, bye. Right, bye. Isn't she so great? I'm applauding. Why? That was a great <laughs> interview. She's right? wonderful. I know. And it, no, I never saw the. I I never. But I'm, I heard you yeah. talk about it once, and yeah, and now she, you want to go and watch it, well, right? And I was thinking, what you said is that wow, she is the. Yeah, she's the victim, but she's the hero yeah. of this whole story. Like she came out so great. I guess this- and, and I have to be honest, Johnny came out great too because he the, gave us great TV. All around, I thought it was a win-win for everyone in the long run. Yeah. And it was the best for the viewers. Well, I'm guessing Johnny wanted he's the villain. Like yeah, that's what he, he likes it. Yeah. Exactly. So it, that was It was a win-win for everyone. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, that was great. I love Sarah so much. Uh, security. Yeah. Let's open up the lines and take some calls about betrayal. Okay, Robin, we have Jane on the phone. Hi, Jane. How are you? I'm good. Hi, Robin. I'm so excited to actually talk to you in real life. Jane, this is so exciting because today's topic is betrayal. And so I'm just so excited to hear why you're calling in. Oh, I've got a good one. A very good one. My husband and I had been separated and we were diligently trying to work on the marriage. We were in therapy and we had been married 36 years. I had known him 40 since we were both 18 years old. And, um, I found he, we were on the same phone plan. I found phone records and a number late at night, multiple calls, pictures. I Googled really good at Google searching 
and he was soliciting transgender women prostitutes with penises. Oh my gosh. So what do you, and so what did you call him out on it? What happened? Yes, I did sort of a covert thing because we were living separately at the time and I knew if my battery died, he'd always come and help me. So I told him my battery had died and he came to help me and I confronted him and he completely denied it. And I said, I said, I, here's the phone record. And he said, I didn't make the calls. I said, did somebody have your phone? Were you drunk? No, no. I said, can I see your phone? He handed me his phone. The number was in his contact list as massage. Oh, I'm so sorry. And so finally, he did call me and confess. And I'm, he came over and talked to me and told me what had happened. And I said, I'm, I need to record you because I need to have this on tape. You know, I don't, he, at the time, he said, I just feel like I'm having a mental breakdown. I don't know what's happening. After that, then you, then you separated and you... We, we did, uh, we, were, we were separated before, but we separated, like we stopped going to therapy. We stopped working on the marriage. I'm actually even dating somebody else. I was just on the phone and I was saying, you know, again, it, whatever the reason is for cheating, there's a million reasons. It doesn't matter. It's the fact of, of how much it hurts that, that you've been lied to and, and how much it hurts that what you thought was real wasn't. So like whatever his reasons are is insignificant to how you feel. You know, that's a big struggle for people that have been in that situation with betrayal. But ultimately, I deserve somebody who, regardless of what our situation is, is willing to be there and stick it out and stay faithful to me. 100%. I think, you know, yes, marriage is supposed to be for good and bad and rich and poor. and health, But also, ultimately, I think doing things that's best for your mental health and your happiness is equally, if not more important. And I think it's so good that you're dating and you're, you're, you have that mentality. I, I hope people listening that anyone who's in a situation where they're unhappy or someone's hurting them, that you do put yourself sometimes first. And sometimes people feel that selfish if they're is kids or grandkids or whatever, but it's not a happy you is going to lead to happy extended of you. So I think that's so great. And is this new guy treating you well? Very well. Very well. I mean, he just, it's like emotionally completely the opposite. You know, what I have found is I can, I can choose that you're not a good partner for me, even though I have all this time invested with you and it's not good for me and my mental health. And, you know, I probably will always consider him a friend. And so it doesn't always have to end with either anger or bitterness and resentment. Thank you so much for calling in. I wish you so much happiness. It seems like you're already there, but I want, I want it for you times 10. So thank you so much for calling. Thank you, Robin. You and Security have a great day. You too. Bye. You know, can I tell you something that I do, which is bad? What? <laughs> I sometimes put people in on, in my name. Like when I have a boyfriend and there's someone I don't want them to know is texting me. I've never cheated. You put massage? <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me another call. Hey, Robin, we have Sally on the phone. Hi, Sally. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for calling in to call waiting. Oh my gosh, of course. I love chatting with you. Okay, so tell me what is your betrayal story? 
My betrayal story um, begins at the ripe age of 15 years old. Obviously, stems from a high school breakup. I was dating this guy when I was in high school who I thought was so cute, so cool. I was obsessed with him. And we dated for like two years in high school. First love, the whole thing. He dumped me on my ass because I was a huge nerd and like very not cool in high school. And he was like, what the fuck am I doing here? So he, he moved on to uh, bigger and better, I guess. But I was left like completely heartbroken. I was so upset for years. Um, this happened to me like, I think I was a junior in high school at the time when I got dumped. And I like, I went, I went into college still very torn up about this. And then I found out my freshman year of college and whatever to the people listening to this and they're like, it was years. She had time to get over it. Um, I'm a Scorpio. Well, I'm a triple, <laughs> I'm a triple water sign. I'm very emotional. My, my and, and I'm a Libra and I'm still mad at things. My mother did when I was one years old. So right. we, we hold on to shit. It's at call waiting. Don't right. you worry. Thank you. I have no business letting go of that. So <laughs> I find out my freshman year of college that my best friend, uh, who had been my best friend for all throughout high school, started dating my ex-boyfriend it happened because we were at um, a party at her house and they just were fully dating like I, I I got to the house and they were just acting like a couple and I was like isn't that so weird like these two are like kind of act like isn't that just like fun like I'm crazy right and everybody was like no, no, you're not crazy. That's uh, that's actually happening. So it, everybody was playing it off like it was like a very normal thing. And honestly, in hindsight, maybe it was normal. They it happened years later that they were that they were dating. But like, were you still friends with her? Oh yeah, I was still I was still actively like best friends with her. So like in my mind, I'm like that that was the whole thing was just really messed up to me. But yeah. <laughs> so did you say anything to her? Um, one thing about me is I hate conflict. I hate any sort, I hate any sort of fight. I, I try to actively avoid it at all costs. So I more so I was trying to come from a place of understanding. I was like, what's going on? Like what, like talk to me about this, like what's happening. And then she was like, in return, she was very cool about it. She was like, yeah, like that's, you know, like it just kind of, it kind of just happened. I was like, okay. So I had no choice but to go absolutely shit. Like I just, I, I tried to be cool about it at first and then I just went completely nuts and, uh, we've been enemies ever since. You know what? I really understand where you're coming from. And here's the thing. If she had come to you and was like, look, I just want to tell you, Sally, I really like, we'll call him Jim. I don't know. I don't know your ex's name, but you're like, if you, if she came to you, like, I really like Jim, like, would you be okay? I'm sure you would first be like, okay, this is upsetting to me, but thank you for coming to me if you really think something's like, you know, there's a there's like a proper way to do it, but just to like start dating your friend's ex behind their back is just yucky. I know, I know. And especially because like, listen, I should be able to let this go. That This happened when I was 15. I'm 25 years old now. Um, however, I will not. And also <laughs> it's like, that is that is like your first love. Like it, it all feels you're in high school. Like it all feels very like emotions are like times 10 at that time in your life. And like, it, I just remember, like I really never got my feelings hurt. Like I did in that way. And, uh, one decade later, <laughs> I'm going to keep that grudge going. I'm not going to let go. <laughs> you know what? 
when I was in fifth grade, this girl once called me smelly and I haven't forgiven her since. So you know what? And I, w- I was only 10. So don't you worry. You hold on to that grudge. Thank you. I will. Isn't it amazing what our childhood bullies can do to us? Oh, my God. I'm still fucked up. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Even if someone sniffs around me, I'm like, wait, is it me? Do yeah, I exactly. smell? What's wrong with exactly. <laughs> I'm the same exact way. Um, well, Sally, you're in the right. Never forgive her. We wish terrible. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She's, Thank you, Robin. That, uh, did they even last more than a year? Oh, no. No, no, no. No. <laughs> you're like, they were done by fifth period. But the point is, we, we don't talk to her anymore. Yeah, absolutely. It was like a couple months and then it went, they went down the drain. So whatever. <laughs> well, I high school betrayal is the worst type of betrayal. The so. absolute worst. I, I'll bring a voodoo I, doll next time I see you. We'll do a little <laughs> magic and uh, we'll get our revenge. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thanks, Robin. Bye. Bye. You know, mom hates voodoo dolls. Really? She believes in it so much that she doesn't even like good ones. I once got mom a voodoo doll and it had white pins so that you could do good or black so you could do bad. And she made me get rid of it. And I was like, why can't I do good on people? But what good? What are good pins? Well, I don't know. Like a a pin, I wish lots of money on someone. I wish good health on someone. But you jab it in the doll. (laughs) Security, give me another call. Okay. We have Jessica on the phone. Hi, Jessica. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for calling in to call waiting. Thanks for having me. Okay, today's topic is betrayal. What do you have for us? So I work in the entertainment industry, and this is going a few years back. Um, I had a great job that I really liked, but I was looking, like, quietly looking. And um, a talent manager who's well-known in the industry for many years, I, like, connected with her, and, and we were chatting. And, you know, she basically offered me a job after, you know, about a month of, you know, us knowing each other and to come work for me. Um, I'll give you this much. You can do this. And I like left my job and went to work for her. And then two months later she fired me because I found out later on that like basically she couldn't afford like the hire, but she like already went too deep by offering me the job. So she went through with it. And then, yeah, um, I had never been fired before. There were some friends involved, so it got a little messy, but I felt very betrayed. Yeah, especially because you left a job for her. Yeah, and, like, I just was so thrown for a loop, and it was, I had never been fired before, and, like, I take my career so seriously, and I was definitely, she definitely betrayed me. Did she speak to you afterwards? Like, did you guys stay friendly or no? No, That was it. No. Also, I can give you a little bit more context. Basically, um, she said if I, like, brought on clients, I could, like, you know, they would be my clients, right? And Mm -hmm. a client that I had, you know, helped bring on was a friend of mine. And she kind of, like, got in between me and my friend um, and, like, did a little he said, she said. It's like, why are you getting in between friends? You know what I mean? Like... Grow up, lady. I, I think her firing you is a blessing in disguise because I think working yeah. with her would not have been a good situation in the long run for you career-wise. Because if, if she's someone who's doing yucky things, you don't want to be associated with this business-wise. So maybe it was just a good thing that it happened. It was definitely a blessing in disguise. At the time, it was just such a shock. But yeah. I, 
also just didn't realize, you know, people get fired. It happens. Like it's not the end of the world. Um, I think that it was more of the, for me with this instance, is that personal betrayal of like poaching me from my job. And then it's expensive to like hire someone and give them compensation and benefits and, I specifically said, you know, like I'm the only way I'm leaving my job is if I have health insurance and she promised me it. So I left. Right. No, she was 100% in the wrong. Thank you for calling in and sharing oh, your betrayal story with me. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Right. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, Robin, we have Heather on the phone. Hi, Heather. Hi, Robin. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for calling into Call Waiting. Oh, my God. Thank you for having Call Waiting. I love it. So I'm excited to be on your Call Waiting. (laughs) So today's topic is betrayal. So why are you calling? So um, I am going to tell you a story. This happened a long time ago. I was in... uh, I was in college. Okay. Okay. There was a a guy that I really liked. Uh, His name was Darren. And um, my roommate at the time, who we'll call Penelope for the sake of, you know, protecting her identity. um, She 100% knew that I was crazy about Darren. Right. And um, anyway, I would talk to her about him. I, like, devised this whole thing. I knew what floor he lived on. I would, like, secretly stalk him. I probably should have been arrested, but it's fine. So, (laughs) you know, as one does. So, anyway, so um, I was uh, super, super crazy about him. And one night, um, we were all out at a party. And I noticed that they seemed, like, very, very chummy. And I was like, well, like, maybe she's doing me a solid, maybe she's, you know, um, you know, maybe she's, like, talking me up to him or, like, seeing if he likes me also, um, and it turned out that she wasn't doing that, and she, the two of them secretly had a thing for, like, the following month, and she, like, vehemently denied it. And the thing is, is, like, I know a lot about, like, perfume and cologne. And the way I figured it out 
was that she smelled exactly like this specific cologne he had. And it was a cologne like you could not find everywhere, especially then, because like now you can Google everything and buy it in two seconds. But this uh-huh. was like the kind of cologne that was like never available. And she would come home at like 2 a.m. smelling like this cologne. And she knew she knew that how much you liked him. She did. She knew how much I liked him. This is what makes me so sad about this is like there's so many men out there. There's so many crappy men out there. Why do we have to fight over the same crappy men? She knew you liked him. Go find another crappy man out there. Exactly. There's so many crappy men. And like, (laughs) why do we have to fight over crappy men? Uh, Look, if every man was amazing, I would say let's let's fight to the death. But none of these men are that great. Like, let's let's be honest. Look, there are some great guys out there. I'll I'll be the first one to admit it. I love men, but majority of them are crappy. So the odds are the guy that you really liked was crappy. Am I right? Did he turn out to be crappy? Of course. He obviously turned out to be crappy. Of course he was. Finding a good guy is a needle in a haystack. Like, like it, it is so rare to find a good guy. So the odds are majority of them suck. So for girls to be fighting over sucky guys is so stupid. But there's to you have to value your friendship. So she really should have put your friendship first. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this was like, I don't know, this girl had a lot of problems. I think she was like a pathological liar, <laughs> but like, like she had a lot of issues, but like. Oh, it was- okay. I feel bad for her. No, she's fine. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. Yeah, exactly. And like, we were never meant to be BFF. But I was also like, dude, you know, specifically that I like talk about people's like colognes and like, whatever, like, you should have been so careful. Like, if I were her, I would have like, like showered in bleach before I came home. Like, I would have done everything to like, stop it from happening. Also, let's talk about what a talent you have with your nose. Oh, well, you know. I, I did just talk about how I, I'm very insecure if someone smells me, so stay away <laughs> if you ever meet me. Oh, but, um, okay. okay. Right. I'm sure you smell lovely, yeah. yeah. No, I, I do, I do, I do. Spread the word. <laughs> I will. I'll do it. And if anyone I'll... says otherwise, they're lying. All right, well, thank you for calling in with your betrayal story. And you were right, she was wrong. I know. And that's what I have to say on that. All right, thank you for listening, Robin. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for calling in, Heather. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Here's the thing. I feel like sometimes I come, security's looking at me. Like when I, when I said that all men are trash. Well, you agree though, right? I'm the needle. You are the needle. No, there I'm are the needles. Needle. There are needles. And so that's why I'm saying when you find a needle, you should treat them like, you know, gold and you should be appreciative when you find your partner, the guy that you're supposed to be with. But as someone who dates a lot, majority of the men I meet stink. So <laughs> I just would never give up a friendship for a, a guy like a guy you don't know if he's a needle. I don't want to be a crappy guy. <laughs> you are not. Um, okay, guys, thank you for calling in. If you want to know next week's topic, please make sure you're following me at Robin Shaw Comic on Instagram and TikTok because that's where we give the, the topic every week. And then you could call in at 720-727-6296. Now, we have eliminated the news, as you guys know, but every week we do a different a different activity, <laughs> extravaganza, until we find something that, that's really hitting. So I asked you guys last night to send me your secrets. 
and uh, security went on my Instagram and he wrote down a few of your secrets. He also made up a few secrets. He's going to read them to me and you guys and me are going to guess which one's real and which he's making up. Okay, you ready? Yes. All right, so the first Wait, one. Wait, so how's this going to work? You're just going to read it and then I'm going to say this is uh, followers of mine, real secret, or I'll say you're making this up. Correct. Okay, can you do a cool announcer voice? Sure. All right. So I found out my best friend forged someone's signature of a document and a university. I snitched on her. She asked if it was me. I said no. We are no longer friends, but I will never admit it. Wait, so she, her friend was faking? Forged a okay. signature, and she snitched, and the friend asked if it was her, and she said no. I'm going to say this is a lie, because I feel like you know too much information. This is... A follower's secret. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can't believe she told on her friend. <laughs> what a little bitch. <laughs> okay, next. All right, next one. I think, oh, sorry, I got my announcement. Announce voice. I think feet are weird and ugly, but I'm going to start selling my feet pics online for money. I submitted that secret. <laughs> <laughs> Please follow me at robinsfeetonlyfan.com. I say it's real. It is a real secret. Okay. All right, next one. Whenever I'm stuck in a boring... Security voice. I'm oh, sorry. Whenever I'm stuck in a boring Zoom meeting, I use a computer to text sexy messages to my coworker who I'm secretly sleeping with. That's definitely a real secret. That is... A fake secret. A re- Wait, how'd you come up with the fake secrets? You wrote them? They're your <laughs> secrets. <laughs> He's just me tooing everyone at the Betches office. <laughs> Sending them messages. Oh, God. <laughs> Please, someone fire security immediately. Let's go to the next one. Okay. All right. When I was 16, I stole alcohol from a graveyard. False. It is... A real secret. How do you steal alcohol from a graveyard? I have no clue. Is there alcohol at a graveyard? I don't I don't know. I don't hang out at graveyards. I need follow-up questions. You should have messaged them. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was my homework. Okay. All right. Give, give me three more. Three more. Here we go. I broke into my elementary school with my BFF and went into a lab and set all the animals free. Pretty sure they weren't meant to be in the wild, though. I say made up. It is a real secret. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. All right. I miss the news. <laughs> I you know told- what? Let's just do one more. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'm already tuning out. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I told my parents I joined the ROTC and needed six weeks of training, but I really went away with my boyfriend. Wait, joined what? The ROTC. That's like uh, the military, but when you're in college. It's oh, like the, I'm saying false because you know too much. It is a real secret. Wow. They lied to their parents that they joined the military in college. We got some fucked up followers. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for everyone who called in. And thank you, Sarah, for calling in. I loved speaking to all of you. Thank you, everyone who sent in your secrets, security. 
Anyway, make sure you are following me. <laughs> Guys, make sure you go and, you know, on Apple, you can rate, you know, or you could rate and leave a review. Please review how you think security is doing in these end segments. People loved your announcing with the donuts, by well, the way. Thank you. No, I actually, and I, I you know, my own personal voicemail, people compliment me on that. You have voicemail? People, yeah, like, you know, people, you? people call me. I'm like, who called you? Mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, uh, I will speak to you next week. Again, you can always call in at 720-727-6296. I will speak. Oh, hold on. We got another call. Call Waiting is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Basilio Perez and Jorge Morales Pico. Guest booking by Ali Freelander. Be sure to follow me at Robin Shaw Comic on Instagram and TikTok to find out our next topic and learn when to call each week. And give me a ring at 720-72-ROBIN. That's 720-727-6296. Betches.